Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Meets and Beats with your host, Tony and AJ. Yeah, we don't do plans here. We live? We are live. We are live. Episode three, Meets and Beats podcast. Y'all, y'all are awesome. Thank y'all for coming back again. It's game day. Yep, football season is upon us. We're here to eat. Always. What else would you do during the game? Yeah, like, I mean, I'm cool with my team winning and stuff, but to be honest, like the food. Yeah. I mean, Definitely the star of the show. Yeah, and it could either make or break your viewing experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you got so many options that you can go with, but I don't even know where to start, to be honest. I mean, you got to start with wings, right? I mean, what's a what's a football party without wings? Definitely the quintessential game day grub yes oh also i'm calling this game day grub that episode is going to be called game day grub so that's that's fitting i should say that in the episode somewhere yeah welcome to game day grub welcome to game day grub anyway wings so what's your favorite what do you like what's 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 your styling Uh, so i like a bone out garlic parmesan wing oh so you like chicken nuggets (laughs) with sauce (laughs) It's a drowned chicken nugget, I yeah. guess. Yeah, uh, I mean, I like uh, I like them deep fried like that, battered up. I think it's just delicious. And I mean, I'm cool with the bone, but like if I have an option, definitely going for the nug. Then it's not a wing. I mean, a wing is a part of an animal that you consume with sauce on it, hence the name wings. So if you cut up a tender into little pieces and fry it and dip it in sauce, call me old old-fashioned, but... It's not a wing. Um, uh, no, I guess not. I mean, it's. I think it's a white meat versus dark meat thing. I know I'm probably the only person on the planet that prefers white meat, <laughs> but here I am, and uh, I don't know. It's just. Uh, I think it's a texture thing. Also, it's a lot of work to get the wings, and I like to eat a lot. So if I could just pop the old nug in the mouth and start chewing instead of dealing with little baby bones everywhere, I'm not that lazy. I promise. <laughs> To me, it's the flavor thing, man. I mean, the bone-out wings are convenient, and it's the problem is you just taste sauce. I mean, there's not really – you don't really get the chickeny flavor for it in my mind. I, I can I see just, that. I'm an old-school wing guy. I like flats more than drums, but that's – a all, That's a big debate. Yeah. Flats I mean, versus drums. The only real answer is flats because they're the easiest to eat, and you get – just the whole scope of the wing in one bite. It's also, I mean, the wing. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually the wing part. It's actually of the, the wing, not the, the leg. Yeah. So. So, okay. The little drumettes. Is that just like a little baby chicken or like, what are they doing with that? What's the deal on those? It's, Why it's, are they so small compared to like a normal chicken leg? It's part of the wing. Oh, it is? Yes. Have oh. you never gotten the fully together wings that they cut them off at the... Yeah, but I didn't, I mean, I thought it was like the wing connected to the thigh that no. didn't have the little leg on no. it. That's that's the thigh and then the actual like drumstick. Yes, that's a leg quarter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the wing is actually where their wing is. And it's like maybe the shoulder, probably. <laughs> like if a chicken had a shoulder. I guess. <laughs> if, if a chicken wore pants, would it wear <laughs> them like this? <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the drum and the flat are both part of the wing. Uh, it's a connected ah, thing. I so. got you. Okay, so they're not baby chickens. They're normal adult-sized chickens. 
or, or young chickens. In the case of Tyson, they're genetically modified, oh, gigantic yeah. chickens. Fully okay with genetically modified everything. Yeah. I mean, just make it bigger, faster, cheaper, quicker. Bring it to my door. And then they wouldn't run out at Popeye's. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe Popeye's needs to get in the... G- do, they, do they know what a GMO is? I doubt it. Oh, they probably don't. I think I mean, they don't know what our GMO is. They definitely don't know what the 100% guaranteed meat overload is about. And if yeah. you don't know, check it out on our merch on our website, yes. meatsandbeatspodcast.com. That's the first plug. So, yeah, check that out. And meanwhile, we're going to going to dip more into the game day grub dipping into the dips yes, <laughs> yes. see what you ladies dip, and gentlemen you dip ladies and gentlemen dip. tony brooks <laughs> the king of the segue yes i think if we're going to talk about dips and in fact i think probably i'm gonna i'm gonna put this above anything else in a game day grub situation queso well, I think you can crown Queso as the king of all dips oh, yeah. in any situation. But yes, definitely, most certainly, unequivocally, in the game day situation, Queso is where it's at. Boom. Yeah, I'm all about, like, give me some Velveeta and some Rotel, and I'm going to be happy. If you want to go extra and, like, cut up your own peppers and onions and tomatoes and whatnot and uh, put that in there, then, yeah, that's good, too. But I think the step that most people forget about is adding a little bit of meat. Yeah, I actually like to start with uh, some pan sausage, dice up an onion, oh, cook yeah. the pan sausage up. And uh, actually, to bring back the cast iron, I make a really badass cast iron queso. I do it all in the cast iron, and it's pretty fantastic. You put the cheese in there, too? Yes, I do. Dude, how do you even clean that? Very carefully. Yeah, so you, uh, what do you season in that with? Uh, it really depends on... Depends on my mood, but, you know, I, I'll start with the breakfast sausage, add the onions, the rotel. I'll add a little bit of cumin, black pepper, uh, sometimes Tony's. I don't know. It's, it's occasionally it gives a little bit more saltiness to it. Uh, chili powder. I'll add a little bit of chili powder to it from time to time. Solid. Um, kind of I try to base my seasoning around what I'm cooking. So, like, if I'm serving queso with fajitas, I may do it one way. Or if I'm serving queso with wings, I may do it a little bit differently. Oh, you know. strategic yeah yeah dude gotta uh, add a little strategery when you when you're cooking for the for the party 100 percent. i'm all about uh even like some chorizo or yes. chorizo for our spanish speakers yes i i refuse to throw on a fake accent in a word i'll just go with chorizo because i appreciate I'm white that and i, I don't want to run away from who i am yeah no definitely don't sell yourself out <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, like throw some chorizo in there with some uh, some onions and peppers, like you're saying, in the cast iron and skillet it all up, man. Like, I think it's next level. I was talking to my buddy today about the ultimate game day snack, which I'm not going to divulge right now because it's some like top secret stuff that I'm probably going to do for a video for us. Uh, it's the one I sent you in a text earlier. Oh yes, that's so, going to blow up our. That's going to blow up our social media. We're going to get a solid seven likes on that for sure. Shout out to Ben Cross. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the dip that we were talking about doing it with is something that I learned out at uh, the Lane City Ranch with the Protkas. Again, shout out Protkas. Uh, getting chili with queso and mixing it together. Oh, homemade chili. Home, of course. What other kind is there? I'm not going to open up a can of Wolf brand. I mean, there's some white people out there that Dude, do that. No. I've seen it happen. I'm not going to lie. I've done some work on some Wolf brand chili in my day. 
Uh, but preferably not. Like, just it doesn't take that long to make good chili. I mean, like four hours and you're in. <laughs> Maybe because I've lived amongst the whites, very deep into the white people game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've seen people throw Wolf Brand chili into queso. Yeah, well, I mean, y'all got like the not Instapot, really a big fan. So you could probably do like a batch of chili in that Instapot no. in like what seventeen seconds. I've never attempted chili in an Instapot, and I will not ever. I feel that. like that would be the ultimate troll. Now, I can make a pretty good pot of beans in an Instapot. Oh. You know, that's that's something that I've done before. Yeah. Uh, but chili, I'm I'm kind of your old school chili guy. I don't, I'd rather do it, take the time, make it good. Yeah, game day chili is my jam. I think uh, I love to make chili, and I've done quite a few batches that people have told me is pretty okay. So yeah. I don't want to brag, but it's pretty solid chili. Yeah. And uh, my my thing is I throw a round steak in there. I get it. And they always look at me weird when I go to Novak's here in town. Shout out Novak's. Um, they always look at me weird. They're like, you want a round steak and you want it tenderized and cubed? And they're like, what for? And then I tell them, I'm like, I'll make them chili. And they're like, what? I was like, trust so, me, it's weird. I know, but it's delicious. I'm with you. I actually like round steak in my chili, and I'm going to throw you a couple of curveballs here lately. Dude, I can't hit a curveball. I uh, I like to put breakfast sausage in my chili. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the ground pork also. Yeah, uh, I've, I've done it with some Italian sausage before. Never done Italian Solid. sausage. Yeah, uh, ground pork and a uh, little H-E-B secret out there. There's uh, they, they sell something that's called cream of poblano. And cream of jalapeno. What? Yeah. So in the last year or two, I've started adding a can of each uh, to my chili instead of to thicken it. Instead of using masa or any of that other stuff, I'll add a, a can of each of the cream of jalapeno and cream of poblano. And man, I get some good results with that. I wish you could see the wonderment in my face right now because I'm doing a hard squint and a left look right, left look right. Trying to figure out what exactly is a cream of jalapeno. I mean, it's, you know, you know what cream of mushroom is, right? I mean, no, Same not concept. exactly. I mean, I know what it looks like in the texture, but, like, how do they make it? I, I don't know how they make it. I just saw it and went went a little crazy one day. It's like, you know what, I'm going to throw this in there and, and to, you know, for a thickener and see how it comes out. And I'll, I'm all about that. Dude, I'm definitely going to have to try that. Uh, I usually start with, like... A couple of jalapenos, a couple of, and like really any chili that I can find at HEB uh, that's in season. Usually for sure jalapeno, uh, Anaheim or Poblano, um, a hatch if I can get one. I like to throw Serrano in there. I, I will if it's if I'm cooking for grown men. Yeah. But a lot of the times I got the kids spicy. coming over yeah. and like just one Serrano will like Well, I like take to throw the, the Serrano level. in whole to cook with it and it doesn't add too much spiciness it gives it a really good twang to it oh, and yeah. then i can take it out cut it up and put it in like individual servings oh yeah shameless plug i did a video on how to make chili uh, on my youtube channel you can check that out so <laughs> far as other other things yeah definitely check out the youtube video it's solid he also did a dino rib one recently oh, yeah because i actually way. cooked with fire yeah yeah, I didn't do it in the you Traeger. Didn't, you didn't Traeger it up? No, no, I used... Uh, well, because, you know, everyone probably listening uh, knows that HEB had uh, their Kingsford apple wood briquettes on sale. Buy two bags for three bucks. Yeah, I got four downstairs. Yeah, I bought like six, I think. And uh, so they were on sale, and then HEB had some beef ribs. So I was like, well, here we go. And so I decided to make a video. And, I mean, they came out pretty good for a uh, first time. 
And yeah. I thought, hey, this is my first time cooking it. Why not make a video for YouTube and show everyone else how to do it? Because clearly I'm an expert. Boom. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it's on YouTube too. Yeah, definitely check that out. So we're on the subject of game day grubs. And there's a couple of things I want to mention real quick as far as etiquette goes. If you come to my uh, my Super Bowl party or my, my game day viewing party, and you throw some beer in the fridge, don't be that guy. That's not your beer anymore. Yeah, don't be that guy that you leave early and you take your three beers out of your six pack with you. No. Like man law. Yeah, that's kind beer of becomes man law. The owner property ownership of the owner of the house. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's just courtesy. You bring yeah. something to contribute to the party. You don't Indian give it and take it back. Trust whenever. me, bro. Nobody wants your micro brewed IPA skunk beer. <laughs> like, or your Michelob Ultra, like leave that for your girlfriend or your wife. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if your low carb beer is so valuable that you have to take it with you, yeah. you probably shouldn't have brought it in the first place. Or you probably shouldn't have just came at all. Yeah, you should have just stayed at home. <laughs> what are you watching the man game for? <laughs> yeah, you know you're probably just gonna stay at home and like watch the ice capades or something. Man, we are just alienating every athlete that drinks Michelob Ultra. <laughs> That's okay. I don't I even mean, drink. We, so. we got a lot of athletes probably that listen to our podcast yeah. because they eat healthy and. That's what we do? Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> uh, like a healthy amount? <laughs> <Or> like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, when, you, when you're when you a hardcore athlete, you got to eat a ton of ton of calories, yeah, right? So we're halfway there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, like, J.J. Watt eats like 10,000 calories <laughs> a day. Now we just got to throw in the exercise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the next episode of Meats and Beats, Tony and AJ go to the gym. <laughs> So we're we're canceling the show then. <laughs> yeah. Now the gym is actually this new food truck that's down the road. It's uh it's actually called Heme. It's Spanish. That's that's actually a good idea. Yeah. I'm gonna delete this from the podcast so nobody steals that idea so I we mean, can it, make millions of dollars. Yeah, somebody is gonna steal that idea. For sure. I'm gonna just buy the domain right now. Hang on. Or or it could be a bar. Yeah. Oh a bar called the gym. Oh dude. There's I, that one in Austin called the library. Oh, that works too. Yeah, so you can nice. lie to everyone and say you're at the library. I spent four hundred dollars at the library last night. Can I talk night. in here? Yeah, <laughs> shh, shh, this is a library. <laughs> oh my god, that tangent didn't take long. Enough. No, it didn't. Tangent. So, game day grubs. What are we missing here? Fajitas. Oh yeah, fajitas are a solid game day. Yeah, the only thing with food. fajitas is like all the extras that you got to go with it. Like now, nah, yes. I got to get pico. I got to get tortillas, cheese. Yeah, sometimes that keeps me from cooking fajitas yeah. more than I would. I mean, like, if I buy all the shit, I'll probably do fajitas multiple times in the time that I have the extra shit. Yeah. But I don't do it very often because, yeah, you got to buy a bunch of other shit. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, if it's just going to be me and, like, a couple of homies, then maybe I will. But if I'm trying to cook for, like, 20 people coming over, fajitas are not my go-to. Yeah, I mean, why do that when you can spend $2 on Bar-S hot dogs and feed everybody? Dude, bar shout out Bar-S, man. <laughs> <laughs> Providing quality hot dogs for everybody. They are indeed poor. 99 cents. Yeah. They are, like, eight hot dogs for 99 cents. How can they How can they make money at that? I don't even, I, I, mean, I don't Do care. they get, like, the scrappings off the butcher floor for I free? I hope so. Maybe? I hope so. I hope whatever they're doing is the most anti-vegan triggering scared thing that anyone will ever see on youtube and i will still buy them and eat them <laughs> shout out bar s <laughs> so burgers would be another another i'm down for some burgers burgers are kind of like fajitas though you got to buy a lot yeah. of extras you yeah know? 
mean, they're easy to cook or, you know, throw on the grill or cook inside on your uh, flat top griddle that you love so much. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you got to buy the buns and the condiments. Yeah. And, well, no, I mean. In my case, the bacon. Well, as a, as a uh, non-white, you may not know this, but uh, in the non-white households, your hamburger bun is also the same as your hot dog bun and the same as your sandwich bread. Yeah, regular bread. Regular yeah. white bread. Oh, don't 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 come at me like I ain't <laughs> ate no hamburgers on regular bread, bro. I, I mean you I've throw that, that you throw that thing. Yeah, here's your hot dog bun, aka white bread. Yes. But <laughs> if I'm serving for a bunch of people, I I'd yeah, probably, you know, I'll probably call splurge. me white, but I go <laughs> buy the buns. I'm gonna definitely put that on a credit card that might be maxed out. <laughs> so the last thing on my list that we haven't talked about, well, there's two things, and we're going to go from best to worst in okay. one one sentence. Got you. And we're, you know, if you serve brisket Dude. for your for your game day viewing, you're you're the you're the guy. You, you are the man. You are the king of of game day parties. And conversely, on the polar opposite, if you serve veggie trays, just get out. No. Please that's, don't. That's like polar opposites. Please don't invite me to your whatever you're calling this cuz it's clearly not a game day party. If I'm showing up and there's carrots and celery and cucumber and then like some like ranch dip or something. Now, if I have a bunch of wings and you throw a veggie tray on the side and you run out of ranch and the, the veggie tray is there to back you up, boom, then boom, that's 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 probably a positive. It's one of those things where like you just have the veggie tray to make everyone feel like it's going to be a healthy day. Yeah. And then the 50 wings that you ate. <laughs> didn't they yeah, let just me cancel offset out the amount of fat and calories i just ate with a couple of pieces of celery look it's healthy and then like you take the picture for instagram yes to show that you are healthy yeah we're doing our best we're doing our part to fool the masses into thinking that we give a shit about our bodies <laughs> dude i think uh i think you should let us know how many wings you can eat because i'm pretty sure it's a lot oh well it depends on the the duration right you yeah, know, so I think like a full football game. Full football game, I'm probably the, the 30 to 50, yeah. depending on how hungry I am over the course of three hours. Yeah, my you know? problem is I just eat all the queso at the beginning before whatever the main dish is and comes out. you just sit out. there and hate yourself. Yeah, until, and then, yeah. but it's okay because queso is my favorite. Queso is delicious. Yeah, we need to do a, a, a queso episode, possibly. That's, that's definitely a, a possibility. I like queso. Everybody loves queso. If you don't like queso, then... You're missing out. Yeah, like, clearly. Like you're neglecting your unless you're of, lactose intolerant, in which case yeah. I guess Yeah, whatever. I get it. I mean, but you should at least still swish it around your mouth and spit it out. <laughs> or is that gonna activate the intolerance? I don't I'm know. not sure how science works. Yeah, I don't know how medical <laughs> science works with that. <laughs> I'm gonna need to consult someone. Yeah. Dude, did you see the Patrick Mahone's commercial? Oh, I did. And I'm still offended. Dude. I mean everybody in America has to be offended by something, right? Yeah. So I am offended that they're going to trot out one of the NFL's premier superstar quarterbacks in a commercial where he is lathering a beautiful tomahawk steak in ketchup. Dude. Why? Why, bro? Like, that animal suffered enough. Like, he's already dead, bro. Don't disrespect him. Yeah, like, 
when I'm dead, I don't want anybody to piss on my grave. Yeah, which is basically what they did. They probably cooked the steak well done, too. Like, you died for no reason, Cal. Yeah. Like, Just for hey, me to disrespect your memory. I feel like there should be, like, a change.org petition started for that. Maybe we should start one on the official Meets and Beats podcast website. Yes. Can we protest the Kansas City Chiefs for allowing him to make that commercial? Yeah, not for their insensitive name. But just for that insensitive commercial, because yeah. now I'm triggered. Well, the Chiefs are not as much an insensitive name as the Redskins. I, I mean, I feel like they're both equally I mean, insensitive. A Chief is a, it's a high title in the in the Native American world, right? <laughs> like you're king of the king of the tribe. Yeah, but the king of the tribe ain't some rich white guy sitting in his private suite. True, true. I don't know, dude. I mean, you just assume the nationality of the owner of the <sighs> Kansas wow. City Chiefs. Now we're now we're on now we're on trial. We've we've done it now. This is the last person we should have offended. Oh man, they're gonna they are gonna come at us. The FBI guys. Hey, is he watching right now? Hi, FBI guy. <laughs> but seriously, we didn't get that footage yet. So like, we're trying to go to video, but if yeah. we can get that well, footage, yeah, I'm being with my data. Yeah, dude, did they bottleneck you? I, I feel like know. we just got bottlenecked. We might be. Dude, I don't know. I feel like we're going on a tangent, which could probably lead us into the next segment. Which we're gonna call the tangent of the month. Yeah, we figured since we do this so often and it keeps coming up, might as well make it a regular thing. Yeah, I'm gonna do this thing real quick. Tangent of the month, <laughs> so I can uh, put the effects on it, and oh, it'll be boom. like our little thing. We need an effects board. Yeah, what I don't know what that is. A little square board that you push a button and it has it. Like pre- Skrillex. Yes, <laughs> oh, like how dude. Skrillex does his music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can do that live during the podcast. You know that thing's not even hooked up, right? Oh, really? I don't know. He's just pounding buttons. To I don't know. He's, a, he's an actual great musician, I guess, or whatever you want to call that. Composer, maybe? Probably composer. Producer, composer. I would say composer. I mean, musician, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, he's just splitting hairs at this point. Yeah, whatever. So, tangent of the month. Tangent of the month. Tangent of so the on month. So, on this uh, particular segment, we're going to talk about... How Zuckerberg got to Tony. <laughs> I am now on a 30-day Facebook ban for posting a meme in a closed group on Facebook that I got from Facebook. Dude, I don't even know how that... It's like Facebook-ception, memeception. Yeah, I mean, so I, I copied it from one page, posted it on another page... And now I'm banned for 30 days. So do you think that somebody got offended by the content of that meme, or do you think it was because you stole the meme? I think it was auto-flag, man, because it <sighs> happened so fast. I posted it, and then next thing I know, I'm, <laughs> I get a notification that I'm banned for 30 days. Oh, dude, like that's like that's a high horse to sit on from a guy that stole the entire idea for the company. Right? Not only did he steal the idea for the company, he really like just... Took advantage of all his friends. Yeah. And Give I me mean, your seed money, and I'm going to fuck you out of your equity and dude, cash out. And your only best friend, because, you know, he's like a nerd, so, like, he didn't have many friends. Yeah. Doesn't dude, have real friends. Not cool, man. I mean, have you seen that guy? He looks like an alien. Yeah, whatever. I would look like an alien for, like, $50 billion, probably. Oh, he's very wealthy. And anybody of of our fans that are on our Facebook page and wonder why I'm not interacting that's why because, it's because Tony am, is in Facebook yeah, jail. So we're going to do at least what two to three more episodes before I'm unbanned. Yeah, dude. I mean, like I don't understand it's supposed to be like a public platform for free speech 
but well, some of your speech isn't free. I've gotten to a point in America where they're deplatforming and they're using the these mediums to censor people. Basically, they're taking their beliefs and they're writing them into algorithms to flag certain certain things that they deem offensive. And it's kind of a weird place that we're in. And I don't think we've seen anything like this in the course of history, you know, with the digital age. Yeah, it's just everybody wants to be offended by something and thinks just because you're offended, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, granted, free speech doesn't mean that you're free from repercussions of said free speech. But, you know, to be deplatforming and censoring people because of things that you may disagree about it's a sad thing right now and hopefully hopefully some things happen and you know some things change soon but yeah it's crap yeah it's like the dave Chappelle thing yes. how they like try to pretty much example. kill his career yeah so they yeah they put it out on rotten tomatoes and there were like five critics and they gave him a zero percent because of the content of his comedy special yeah not only jokes. did they they only sent it out to the they only allowed those five people to run the entire grading system i'm not familiar with rotten tomatoes too much but i know they only let five people in yeah and, instead of the whole and world once it hit the public the public gave it a 99 percent. yeah and while it while it may not have gotten that rating on its own without the that happening it was, it was reactionary so yeah, these people the came in wins. and was like fuck these raiders i'm gonna i'm gonna give this a hundred percent raiders not raiders oh not raiders <laughs> not the oakland raiders no, who have also been in the news <laughs> oh, all day my long. goodness man antonio brown dude how do you just throw away 30 million dollars i mean like i mean okay dave Chappelle walked away from 50 million but it's because he wanted to this yeah. guy was just stupid. This guy threw a fit over a $50,000 fine, and it ended up costing him $30 million in guaranteed money. Yeah, dude. Just take the fine. Yeah. Pretty much my entire outlook on life is just take the fine. Yeah. And under that same idea, I'm taking my 30-day ban. Taking your 30-day lick, bro. <laughs> like, I mean, you could probably do something about it. I don't know. I don't know the rules of Facebook, but yeah, 30 days, man. Like, yep. what are you going to do with yourself? You can still look at Facebook, though, right? I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do, but chances are I'm going to just live my life. Yeah, your, produ like your productivity is going to go up like 100,000%. Probably. I mean, I'm not one to dwell on Facebook too much anyway, but it is lame that at the beginning of our podcast I get zucked. Yeah, you know what, though? Uh, I'm going to save that meme, and then when the election gets closer, I'm going to post it so I can get banned for 30 days and not have to look at people's ignorance. Oh, man, that would be that would work. <laughs> can you do a, a one-year ban? <laughs> I don't know. I might just delete my account. I don't, did, it's just, did we ever make any progress on that business idea of making a, an app that filters out political content? Oh, I don't know, but you just gave it away to everyone else. I'm I mean, okay with that if, as long as it gets developed. I'm fine with giving that out there as yeah, long as it should somebody definitely be does free. It. Like you know, so if you're a dev guy and you're listening to the podcast, come up with a political content filter. Yeah, shout I will out, pay money for that. Shout out Michael Thomas, our first uh, Patreon. He could probably get on that. He probably could. He's, uh, he's probably swamped with a million things that he's doing. Yeah, I mean, he'll say he'll get to it, and maybe in 2021 he'll start. And you the just blame our only over. Patreon, bro. <laughs> Dude. I love Michael. He knows I'm fucking with him. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So these uh this content filter, 
I think it needs to happen because I don't want to see it. Yeah, but, you know, what I don't want to see is, like, the echo chamber anymore. Yeah. Like, shit that gets shared and not researched, and there's just people rehashing and resharing and over and over, the misinformation that's out there, it's just exhausting yeah i don't know i think that we're all just overly sensitive little whiny babies now and people are making us like that because everyone's afraid to say hey you lost take your l work harder and maybe you'll win next time it's like participation trophies are making everyone okay with not being good at something yeah like you got to learn how to lose. Yeah. I mean, you're going to lose in life. And that that lesson is very, very important. Yeah, dude. And nothing made me want to win more than losing. Exactly. Ever. You know, so if you've never had a bar-ass hot dog, how how are you <laughs> going to appreciate the greatness of a prime ribeye? Dude, shout out bar-ass hot dogs. Again, look at that. Just bringing metaphors into the real world of life. Yes, I mean you gotta you gotta know the down to appreciate the up. Yeah, like hey, you lost, but it's okay because at least you tried. No, it's not okay. Yeah, yeah. you lost. That's okay, but try harder. Yeah, and you'll win next time. There's nothing. Here's there's what you did wrong. No shame in losing. Yeah, here's what you did wrong. Let's. Here's how we can correct it, and then next time you can win. And if you don't win, it's still okay. You didn't win. That's fine. But now we work harder. Yeah, exactly. And the the at some point it became. We're too full of pride to admit defeat or to admit a loss and to take it and use that to improve upon yourself. And that's that's sad that we've reached that. Yeah, dude. Like, the high school band doesn't even have chairs anymore. What? No, I mean, they have, like, physical seats, but, like, how they... There's not a first chair, second yeah, chair. No, no, they don't have that. It's just, like, everybody's the same. Oh, man. How are you supposed to know that you're better that, than you someone know, else? You know, that explains why the last time I went to a high school football game, it wrecked my ears <laughs> listening Jeez. to the band. Yeah. I I'm mean, not going to say which high school game it was or which band. And it wasn't El Campo, actually. It was another another town. But Yeah. Uh, you're just forcing everyone into the middle when you don't let people win and lose. Exactly. You know, you're making your... What's 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 the term I'm looking for here? You're emboldening mediocrity. Yeah, and that's you know? how you end up with an entire society of people that think socialism is okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, let's all just be like kind of poor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's, no rich people, no poor people. Everyone's just kind of poor. Yeah, you work really hard. Fuck you. It don't matter. Yeah. Sorry, you thought that you were working hard to make a better life for yourself. Sorry, nah, bro. We're gonna need that. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't build that. <laughs> anyway, dude, not to get too far down the politics rabbit hole, uh, but that's you know. why it's called the tangent of the month. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is a cool segment, I think. And like, if there's a, t- a tangent of the month that y'all want us to cover, I said that really weird just now. I don't know why. Yeah. I think said my, it was like a touch of Dutch. Deutsch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So if there's a tangent or something that y'all want to want to hear us ramble about, I couldn't imagine why you would want to, but you've already listened 30 minutes into this podcast. So yeah, just leave it in the comments below or uh, hit us on Facebook or yes. Yeah, well, a, don't hit us on Facebook because Tony can't read it. Because well, for the next I mean, I can days. still see it. If you <laughs> slide in my it. DMs, I can see them. Oh, I yeah. just can't there reply. Hey, everybody, slide into Tony's DMs. Tony's DMs are open right now. <laughs> 
just go ahead and slide up in there. I can't defend myself. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you, nothing you send him will be offensive at all, <laughs> dude. Oh man. So yeah, send us topics, man. We, uh, you know, we like going off and Tweet talking us. about random stuff. You know, it could be anything. You know, yeah. I'd like to try to know a lot about a little or a yeah. little about a lot. That's that's what I'm looking for. A little bit about a lot of things. I like that. Um, side note: We are officially on Apple Podcasts. Oh, and Google Podcasts, right? And Google Podcasts and a few other ones that I never heard of. Uh, I don't know if we're on Spotify yet, but by the time this comes out, it might be. Hopefully. If not, I don't know. Just wait another couple days. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. We're working to to make this available wherever you might get your podcasts. Yeah, speaking of Spotify, we do have the official Meets and Beats podcast playlist uh, that has a bunch of stuff that we talk about and uh, stuff that we're going to be reviewing in the future, including... Uh, the new Post Malone song, which is Fire with Ozzy Osbourne and Travis Scott. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, like you talk know? about a motley crew of features yeah, on that a is song. A conglomeration of generational artists. Yeah. You know, like from all over the board. You know, I didn't expect it. I saw it. I was like, what? Dude, I didn't even know Ozzy was still capable of singing. You know, they definitely doctored the tempo on his, on his, uh, vocals in that track mm. like if you listen to the hook you could tell they sped up his vocals i've yeah. listened to ozzy osbourne enough to know what ozzy sounds like <laughs> dude he maybe could, he got better I don't know. no i mean ozzy's voice is ozzy's voice i mean you could just you could tell by the way it was done that it was sped up not that it was bad it just fit the tempo of the song better i guess yeah. but you could tell they doctored it a little bit yeah it's a pretty cool song definitely like it's crazy to hear ozzy singing a vocal style of like a pop rap song like yeah. with the repeat repetitive lyrics and like the repetitive melodies and stuff yeah i mean he probably went in and recorded his two or three lines and they just you know set up the hook yeah i don't think it was a bunch of lyrics from ozzy it no no it's just like the, one yeah. like one segment i think it's like the i think he's singing the chorus and then he but you know maybe the post malone album it. will be something we'll review coming up i don't yeah. know you know, we want to look at everything. He's definitely, of the pop artists out there, he, I, I view him as one of the more talented ones. Yeah, uh, I like how he is kind of on the forefront of genres not existing. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he kind of blends a lot of different shit with his music. Yeah, like he's the guy that's forefronting of, like, everyone else is playing by the rules of a game that doesn't exist anymore, and he is not. You could tell by the tattoos on his face. Yeah, clearly. Dude, he's got a rose wine out now. It's <laughs> called Yeah. It's called Nine Swords, I think. Nine Swords. Yeah, it's like a tarot card reference. He needs to have a rose wine and his own brand of weed. I think he does also. He's on the C B D and THC train oh, also. Well, that would be a weird party. Yeah. And also Bud Light. <laughs> he lives by Bud Light. Oh no. Yeah. At I don't always drink like, water, but when I do Better I don't, than Michelob. I don't drink Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's like 22, so. <laughs> Is he 22? I think so. He's got to be older than that now. Maybe 23 or 4. I yeah, don't know. He's... Somebody look that up. I mean, if he wasn't fam a famous singer, he would look like the dude that works in the kitchen at Whataburger that you buy weed from. <laughs> <laughs> like on the DL. You know? like, <laughs> I guess. Sure. You wouldn't look at him like, like man. Through the drive-thru or like, do you got to like, go to the back door? No, you go in, you go through the drive-thru and you order like the specific code of whatever the, <laughs> the dealer says that month. Wow. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> like You don't look at that guy and think, man, he's a winner. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, to be fair... 
he he didn't get the face tats until after he was famous. So at least he did that. Yeah, at least he waited till yeah. he made it. I mean, he was still had his own his own style before all of that. But I guess that's a topic for another day. Today we're talking about the new Tool album. Thirteen years we waited for this album. I think you know thirteen years. I don't know something like that. I I don't understand any of the words in the titles except for one. I think. I think he made up words. Inoculum. I don't know if that's a real word or what's like the a, name of the album. Fear Inoculum. Fear Inoculum. Right? Inoculum yeah. Uh, the new Tool album. I don't know if that's a a word. I don't think it's a word in the English language. Um, I don't know if it's like a Latin sub root word or. Does it mean you can't see? I would like imagine not, it's not seeing fear. No, ocular. it's probably probably throwbacks to like inoculate, like to immunize yourself from fear. Fear okay. inoculum, you know, something like that. I don't know. I mean, I'm grasping at straws as far as what the hell's going on in Maynard's head. You Dude, know? yeah. I mean, at least you got his name right this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about it the other day, and I totally butchered his name. It no, you, you didn't butcher it. You just combined Trent Reznor with Maynard. That's right. Yeah, Trent Maynard is what I something. Said. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I mean, I guess similar sound styles, but no, dude, I think this album is like, it definitely sounds just like every other Tool album out there, which is cool by me because they're doing their own thing and literally no other band sounds like that. So they found their sound and they stuck to it. I know a lot of people don't like that and they wanted to see them grow, but to me, it sounds like a Tool album and it still blows my mind. And it kind of changed it a little bit with some like electronic sounding stuff in there too. You know, overall, I like Tool. I like the album even, uh, you know, but... I was really, really into Tool back back in the day. In your you Jinko know? days? In my Jinko days, <laughs> when I had the bowl haircut. Oh, dude. Um, yeah. I Wait for the Throwback Thursday post of Tony's grade. chili bowl haircut in Jinko. If, if I can find it, I will send it to you, and y'all can roast me on Facebook, and I won't be able to respond yeah, because I'm on a band. can't even reply. But, you know, I really I like the album a lot, but as, as such a, a fan back in the day, and they were so groundbreaking and so new and different, I expected him to push it a little further and and do something maybe a little bit different than what he's done for the last few albums. Uh, so in that, really, I was a little disappointed that it wasn't different. You know, I I appreciate the good music. It was it was good. I like Invincible a lot. Uh, the drummer is still lights out. Yeah, dude. He's I don't even know how he exists. Yeah, his his timing sequences are just ridiculous. Yeah, like, and, and to the untrained ear, it might sound like everything sounds the same. I assure you, it is not. Yeah, yeah, he is. It's crazy. Yeah, what he's able to do, I'm, and that's what was so revolutionary about him because he was doing that in the mid '90s, and you know there was a few few drummers out there that were you know doing some complex shit like that, but it wasn't really mainstream. I mean, I, I would say Rush's drummer probably was the most complex mainstream drummer up until that point yeah uh but you know there was some lesser known jazz drummers running around doing some crazy shit but yeah well it's all like syncopated rhythms so it's like where you would go like a three against two beat or something like that yeah, so it's, split time and it's very yeah. very jazz based like there's youtube drummers out there that are doing crazy stuff like that just on the reg yeah but except this know, guy was actually able to find a gig yeah well and he <laughs> Turn it into a multi-million dollar 
album platform with oh, fans yeah, all over the world. Yeah, I mean, that drummer is definitely getting like top tier pay, like for sure, at least 125 bucks a gig. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh man, I want to be a drummer for Tool. Oh dude, right? Like, I couldn't do it though. I was, I'm awful at drumming. Yeah, did you know Maynard went to a West Point? I did not know that. Yeah, he was like in the military and I guess all he ever wanted to do was be an artist and uh, when his parents split, he stayed with his mom uh, and then his mom married some dude that like stifled his creativity and his artistry and um, ended up going to live with his dad after his mom got paralyzed Uh, and that's what he wrote that Judith song about and another one, I can't remember which one it was, but... Yeah, so he uh, ended up moving with his dad and then joined up in the military, ended up at West Point, gave himself the nickname Maynard. I mean, that's strong when you give yourself your own nickname. Especially like that. Like, if I was going to give myself a nickname, it'd be like, I mean, I gave myself the nickname Chops. Yeah. So then that's lame. Like, that's just very literal. Like, and oh. it's based on your sideburns. Yeah. And, you know, like, I know some guys that give themselves stupid nicknames, but... Like a nickname like Maynard, that's next level. Yeah, that's pretty strong. Yeah. Like you just show up, it's like introducing introducing himself to new people. It's like, yeah, man, they call me Maynard. Yeah, like not like I I toyed around giving myself the nickname Viper for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Viper. Viper. Yeah, like hey Viper, you know, like a snake or something like that. But yeah, Maynard, Viper is a like, snake. Yeah, but. That's a, a very corny nickname. I'm glad you didn't go with that. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was the late 90s. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Viper. Hey, but I mean, you never introduce yourself. Like, people have to introduce you. Oh. Like, this is my buddy so, Viper. So do you hand them, like, a card, like, introduce me as a Viper? No, no, you get the Viper tattoo, and people oh. ask you your name, and then you just show them the tattoo. Oh, that's like, how it works. Yeah. Man, it, do, do you just carry around a guitar in a case of Keystone? Oh, of course. And did you have a mullet? At this uh, time? No, no, I didn't know. You know, I was thinking the other day, uh, if you had a mullet and then you braided the long part of the hair into cornrows. Wow. That that could be a new thing. I didn't know I was going to get my mind blown on this podcast today. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you're going to have the nickname Viper, you need to go all out and For do sure. something like that. Yeah, like you only wear leather, mullet flowing. Shout out Will Billy with the mullet of all mullets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has a gangster mullet. Yeah, dude. And he drives an El, uh, El Camino. Yeah, like you know, he's he, all in. He, he full on is like, I'm doing it. And that's not got, his character. That's just him. That's just him. Yeah, dude. man. The funniest thing with Will Billy is when he gets drunk out at Lane City, and you can we do the stair ch- uh, the chair stacking. Oh yeah, and you make a 20 foot tall stack of chairs over a passed out drunk dude. We're gonna have to post that on the internet. Yeah, somewhere. we gotta f- we gotta post a reference. That that was good times. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so Maynard, he. Uh, <laughs> that's just how I'm gonna do. We gotta things, reel it though. back I'm in. I'm just gonna bring. I'm just gonna just <laughs> reel it back in all the time. Yeah. So Maynard, uh, after he got out of the military, he wanted to be like a set designer kind of guy in L.A. So he moved to L.A. to try to work on movies. And while he was working, uh, he met one of the. I guess it was a guitarist. I can't remember. Uh, I should probably know that if I'm be telling stories. I mean, we are a reliable source, for, a reliable source for information here. Obviously, on the internet. we've only had like three retractions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you do your retraction on uh, on uh, Billy Ray Cyrus? Yet? Yeah, we did that on the second oh, episode. Okay. Yeah, no, I thought we were gonna do it again. 
I thought there was another one. Yeah, I mean, if you just want to keep throwing my mistakes in my face, <laughs> my bad, bro. No, so <laughs> so then he met the met the guy, other guy from the band that he was going to start, and they started tool like ninety one, and then the first tour they did was with was with Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, yeah. welcome and to the Thunder. I've, I've seen Tool a couple of times. They're actually really good live, except for he's got major stage fright, so he kind of hides yeah. himself in the background. I think he faces backwards, right? Yeah, or like when I was when I saw him at Toyota Center, like he was he had like a wall in front of him the whole time, like a curtain Dude. or something. It was kind of trippy looking. You all know, the they, tour dates for Texas went on sale this last week, I guess, and all I kept seeing were people posting how insane the Ticketmaster fees were, like. The tickets were like 140 bucks, and the fees were like 50 bucks. Yeah, Ticketmaster sucks. Yeah, like, Don't get me started on that. Better than, like, I don't know. I think Live Nation also is like another one that people complain about a lot because they own everything. They own the venues. They own the ticketing system. Yeah. They're yeah, like, they're, they're the Monopolizing yeah. concerts, and it's crap. That's another reason why we're staying small. Yeah. Definitely not because we're not, like, great. And we couldn't sell out the Toyota Center, but we'd rather just play like to fifty people in a bar. If we reach a time that we're selling out the Toyota Center, talking about barbecue and music, then we're in bizarro world at yeah. that point. I and mean, I was talking about my band, but oh, that would be cool too. Oh, okay. whatever. People take podcasts live, dude. Yeah, I saw the fantasy footballers did like this thing in a bar in Arizona that was like it was like. 500 people in that bitch. Yeah, some YouTubers that I follow because in my mind, apparently I'm still like 13. Uh, some YouTube vloggers, they do like live tours and it's just their vlog crew, like they get this venue, this theater, whatever, and they sell, you know, 2,500 tickets at 150 bucks each and all these kids show up and they my, just come uh, and hang out. My wife went to see some podcasters that went famous uh mom so hard i think is the name of it mm. they like sold out the uh smart financial center in sugarland that holds like three or four thousand i think so like they show up and just like no casseroles <laughs> and crock pot meals uh basically raunchy jokes about bad parenting and wine oh well that sounds great no wonder the kids are so messed up these days yeah yeah i mean it's, what it's could appealing. have gone wrong <laughs> I think that should be another tangent of the month. What what could have gone wrong? What could have gone wrong, dude? I I don't know. The Tool album. I think I'm gonna go like four out of five stars. Four out of five. I'm, you know, because I liked a few of the songs, but I don't know that I'll listen to the album in its entirety again. I'm gonna give it three out of five. Mm. My think, four is a soft four. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's pretty great. I mean, I'll definitely listen to it again, uh, but you for sure have to listen to it in its entirety. Like you can't just start on track four. Yeah, there's like you like, got to go one through ten. Yeah, it's it's an experience, kind of like Dark Side of the Moon was back in the day. Yeah, got to kind of listen to it. I mean, I the the links of the songs alone make it to where you can't just listen to one at a time. Yeah. I mean, Every song on the whole album is over 10 minutes, I think. Yeah, except for like the ones that are just noises, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Mocking the last beast. song is an entire... Yeah. The whole track is a Mockingbird with an electronic beat, and it's just weird. Yeah. And I wonder what kind of acid he had when he came up with that one. The best kind. You think it was acid, or was it DMT, or what, what yeah. do you think he was doing? Yeah. All of it? Yeah. <laughs> 
What's the song that, uh, what did you see? What did you call it? A mouth harp? Yes. Peter Frampton used the same device in the song, Do You, do you Feel Like We Do? Yeah. Uh, I don't know the title. But it's, a, it's a vocoder is the thing. Is that, that what it's called? The effect is called a vocoder. So basically how it works is that there is a sound source. Uh, and the thing that Frampton used was called a guitar, uh, a talk box for the guitar. And it's basically like an amp that has a little tiny diaphragm speaker, like, I don't know, two inches or something. And that's got a hose in front of it that goes up your mic stand and then the hose goes into your mouth. And then you shape the words or the sounds that you want to make with your mouth, but you don't make any sound. And then the tube puts the sound vibrations into the back of your mouth and then they get picked up on a microphone. So it's that same concept, but I think they use like a keyboard or something on that. But they yeah, use I mean, the same technology to I don't do it. It's like sweeping it was filters. A mouth harp, but I don't know. Where Are you I thinking heard of a that? jaw harp? Maybe the jaw harp is the metal thing that you put in your mouth and it goes. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. I mean, that's kind of other than having the vocal effects, it's pretty similar to that. Yeah. But you know, an encoder, I guess. But you could clearly tell that that track, track three, I think it was. Yeah. That's the whole song is him you just fucking around with that thing. Yeah. So I mean, it was. I imagine he was like in the studio, either uh, high as shit on, on something, and he probably had like a, a grass like hula skirt on, and he had no shirt on. Dude, you could he, be completely off right now. He could be like the most straight edge sober guy ever. He could be. He's like, very articulate. If yeah. you listen, to, if you watch, he did a podcast with Joe Rogan. Um, he's very articulate. He's a very intelligent guy. Yeah, I'm I, just I'm just going a little little off the rails on what what kind of mentality it takes to come up with making a track like that. Yeah, well, like everybody thinks that Jimi Hendrix was high all the time on stage when he in fact only did drugs on stage like once and it was by accident. Uh, there was I I, I want to say there was one where he timed his acid trip to peak in the middle of his performance. Mm. Maybe. Uh, either at Woodstock or it was one of those performances. Probably not Woodstock because nothing there was on time. Yeah, Woodstock was just totally. I watched a documentary on Woodstock the other day, and man, that was. The original Woodstock or the 96? The, the original. <laughs> that shit could have gone south big time. That never would exist in today's culture. No, it wouldn't because they didn't make it. Nobody made any money. Yeah. And it was, <clears throat> it was just a free concert. With four hundred thousand people, and it was nasty, and nobody had food or decent restroom situations yeah. or even parking. People had to walk like five miles just to get to it. Well, it just got too crazy, right? Like they had a small place booked, like a small farm or whatever, and it ended up just being too many people showing up, and everybody just started walking in through the fields and stuff, right? Yeah, well, they they showed up a week early, and there was like fifty thousand people there days before the show even started. Dude. They were time they, to be alive, no job, like yeah, just, just show living. Up. I mean, they're the the kids of the greatest generation. Had it pretty pretty easy. Yeah, well, that's like. what happens when you know you got parents that were successful, and then you just became a bum. Yeah, <laughs> that generation made some badass music, but yeah, poor life choices after. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I think but, I'm gonna watch. What is that one called? Uh, it's on Netflix. I, I can't remember the name of it. It was a wood. Just search Woodstock on Netflix. It's the most recent documentary on there. Yeah, I, I do. I do rabbit hole down on some Woodstock. Yeah, the Jimi Hendrix thing. Like he was supposed to play, I think, 
kind of like late at night, but everything got pushed back so far, probably because it was so crazy that he ended up performing at dawn. And that's when he did the yeah. the national anthem, like yeah. at dawn, like the most epic thing ever. Yeah. And today people would be offended by that. Yeah. <laughs> as sad as that is, people would be offended by him playing the national anthem at dawn in front of 400,000 people at a free concert. 400,000 hippies. And I bet they all stood up for the national anthem. Real actual hippies, not wannabe Twitter yeah, hippies. Wannabe Twitter hippies. Not wannabe are... social justice warriors. Yeah. People that Eco actually bros. live the cause. <laughs> and yeah. You but, know who's not one of those is Maynard. <laughs> Maynard. So he, we're going to post this in our promo for this episode, <laughs> but he had a, there's a, a post he made where somebody asked him if his line of wine was vegan. And to his horror, he found out that it was. And so he went and dipped bacon in his wine vats so that is he could that tell them real? it's no longer vegan. Is it for real or is it just a meme? I like I to play know. a game. <laughs> I like to play a game called Is This Real Life or a Meme? I I, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna refuse to believe that it's not real. I I could see just it. out of respect for him. Because I think I think wine is naturally vegan, maybe. What's yeast? Do they use yeast in wine? Yeah, yeast is is organic. It's not meat based. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's uh, not alive. No. Oh. I mean, it might it's be a, like a microorganism or like a fungus type. Oh, okay. Alive, but it's not like a sentient being. Ah, uh, I don't even know what that means. I'm about to Google that too. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think by all accounts, I think wine is naturally vegan. Is Jamie pulling that up or what? Yes, I am Googling this as we speak <laughs> to see if this is real. No, we're going to pretend it for sure is real. Even if you find out that it's not real, we're just going to cut that out because it has to be real. I want it to be real. He posted it on, uh, he posted it on Twitter. Oh, he posted it himself. Yeah. Oh, well, MJ then for sure Keegan. it's real. I didn't think he would be on Twitter. Yeah. Is he blue check he verified? Uh, I don't have an account, so it <laughs> might not let me. Why not let me look at it? Mm. I, I, this is from way back. It looks like looks like he did post it. Seems legit. Um, yeah, verified content. Yeah, look at us. I'm sure there's somebody in the comments that will correct me if it's yeah, not. Yeah, so. just, we just did our due diligence and didn't just make up a fact. Man, we're just coming what if up the, in the what world. What if the news did that? That would if, be weird. What if they did do? They that? They would have no views. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now nowadays the news is crowdsourced, though. So yeah, I mean the squeakiest wheel gets the grease. Yep, <laughs> gets the grease. It gets the grease in all forms of the term, dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I think we covered it. Yeah, I think we got to our game day grub and game day grub. We went on our tangent eighteen million times uh, and got to the Tool album. Yeah. Hey, um, seriously though, whoever created that fake Tinder account, you're still ruining my life. Please delete them now. AJ, I got a confession to make. Oh, my gosh. It, it, it may have been me. Oh, man. I figured it was someone that I knew. No, it definitely wasn't me, but no. it'd be a lot cooler if it was. Dude, it would be the greatest plot twist ever <laughs> in podcast history. In podcast history. Dude. We're going Game of Thrones podcast level I never plot watched twists. Game of Thrones. I don't like trendy things. That's why I'm not watching Yellowstone. I haven't watched Yellowstone yet either. I've heard it's good, though. I didn't watch Yellowstone. I didn't watch the 
movie about making meth. I didn't watch the show about riding motorcycles. But you do watch Ballers. That's, I do that's watch mainstream. Ballers. That's not, but it's not trendy. It's The Rock. It's not trendy, though. I mean, I, I feel like it's trendy. No, definitely. Little Twitter gypsy girls aren't talking about and it. And you were an Entourage fanboy, which is highly oh, trendy. 100%. Yeah. I was on it from day one, though. Yeah. I liked it before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> hipster, hipster. My ringtone was the Entourage theme song. I had a, a background of Ari Gold as one of my laptop backgrounds for a while. That's kind of weird. <laughs> it was one of the funny shots where he was telling somebody to get the fuck out. Oh, you like every episode? Dude, yeah. sometimes when I'm feeling sad, I'll just get on YouTube and find a like 30-minute video of just Ari Gold's best lines. And they have it separated by season. So I do that like, with Ron Swanson. Oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah, I've never from, seen an episode of that show, but I my feel hero. like I've watched it all just If I had clips. a spirit animal, it would be Ron Swanson. If I had a spirit animal, it would be Queso. Well, <laughs> if that... that if that works, yeah. I yeah. don't know. Can a can a food be a spirit animal? You know who's I don't good know that at spirit animals, right? Who's that? Dano. Oh, she is the ultimate spirit animal. Like she's all assigner. about that, huh? Really? Yeah, yeah you got to have to ask her about that. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny to see. But anyway, um, yeah. Episode three. Make sure you check us out on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Tony Tony can't get on Facebook right now, but I can. Yeah, and, so uh, if you bash me on the page, well, you'll be doing it without any repercussions. Yeah, maybe we should make that a thing. Like, yeah. you have 27 days of carte blanche right now to get at Tony for all his F-bombs. Yes. <laughs> you want to bash me for my foul mouth. Yeah, get on there. And, uh, I mean, he can't do anything. So, anyway. Come at me, uh, snowflakes. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, meetsandbeatspodcast.com. We're on Apple's podcast now, hopefully on Spotify soon. And, uh, yeah, we'll see y'all next time. Boom. Latest. No, dude, you always want me to cut that last part out. I'm going to leave this in, too, right here where we're talking. <laughs>